We're back. Hi. Oh my goodness. How? It's been so long. Too long. And honestly, I feared I wasn't going to make it this week, but I am fighting through. Yes, she is. She's got She's this. Yeah. Kylie's got some gorgeous rain sound effects for us this evening. All natural, baby. Yeah, I think we're about to get some rain too, which I'm honestly kind of excited about, but. I'm a little excited. It's going to cool things down. And you said the air quality is going to be nice. And that's (laughs) what we need for these lungs. (laughs) The phone says the air quality is good in Austin right now. So So get get outside, you guys. Get out there and suck some of it in, baby. Suck that air. Yeah. Get as much of it as you can. What are we talking about today? Well, this week we're talking about Money, money. We're talking about haunted <laughs> banks, baby. Woo. Woo. Wow. I love the bank, personally. I mean, not really. I just love money. But, um, <laughs> it would, did you guys find it hard to find haunted bank stories on the internet? The thing was this there were so many haunted banks, but they all had like one ghost. Right. But yeah, I found and not a, a ton of history one. on that I one. I found ghost. a good one that I'm excited yeah. to share. It took me. Three banks to find an <laughs> adequately haunted one. I was texting them. I was like, actually, I'm going to do this one. And then 20 minutes later, I was like, just kidding. I'm doing this one. <laughs> it, you know what? It was a journey and I was excited for each one. And um, the whole time I was it. just trying to find another word for bank to type in the Internet. Yeah, you know, well, I was like, because like they were trust. giving me like banks, like water banks. Oh. And I was like, no, no, no. Or like outer banks. And I'm like, not the show. You no, know? we need, I need the, a bank like the, the money. Where they keep the money, the dollars, baby. It was baby. hard. Google Jeez. wasn't understanding my language. But I found <sighs> it's one. Rude. So it's all good. We're going to have a oh, time. Thank goodness. Thank we'll the love. Lord. Thank the Lord. Yeah. We're the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. And it's time to get spooky. In this episode, I want to call Alyssa Alyssa Cash Money. Ooh, Ooh. baby. Just for this one. That's what they call me. Yeah. (laughs) So I can uh, I can start it off since, you know, I just let you guys know it took me three tries to find (laughs) the bank. And it's actually it's across the pond and it is the bank of England. Damn. The, The bank of England. Only one. Yeah, just this one. (laughs) All right. You know? That's a busy bank. I know, I know. So, back in the day, 1700s, there was this this woman, this young woman named Sarah Whitehead, and she reportedly haunts the Bank of England to this day. Who is Sarah Whitehead? And does she struggle with clogged pores, you may ask? Yeah. I, I always think that that's such an unfortunate last name. I know. Or blackhead. I'm sorry to any whiteheads listening. What you, about a blackhead? I'm sorry to them too. It's just an unfortunate name. Yeah. Is there a pimple out there? Probably. <laughs> oh, I was just yes, wondering. There's gotta be. There's gotta uh, be a pimple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's start from the beginning okay. before we get into Sarah's last name and Sarah. <laughs> So Sarah's brother, Philip, also with the last name of Whitehead, he 
was employed by the Bank of England from 1797 to 1810. And he loved his job because like Alyssa Cash Money, he loved money. Wow. He was very lavish in the way that he dressed, the way he presented himself, and he adopted a very fancy lifestyle um, and began to uh, dance around on the stock market, so we shall say. Okay. So long story short, he was doing some bad stuff at the bank. He was forging Uh. checks. Oh, he wasn't just. That is something I do not do at the bank. No, no. Alyssa doesn't do that outside of the bank either. Just the real money. I just have the real money at the bank. (laughs) (sighs) So he basically defrauded Robarts and Co. um, by forging, by also forging an an acceptance to a bill, which led to his dismissal in 1811. So this is a big deal. I mean, it's still a big deal now, but this was such a big deal back then that while he was charged with forgery in 1811, he was then executed on January 29th, 1812. Which is, yeah, which is kind of a big deal because that company, Robarts and Co., that bank, they were like, "Mm -mm, there's no, you're dead. You're literally dead. So no more lavish lifestyle for Philip. Unbeknownst to Sister Sarah Whitehead, her brother was dead. He was caught in the act and he he was executed. Um, Sarah's friends knew that she was very sensitive. Um, and so they basically kept her inside of a house down the street for a few months while this happened um, so that she wouldn't find out. I mean, there was no internet. You know, she couldn't just check on her phone and find out that like (laughs) philip r.i.p you know and i don't think they were yeah you know making phone calls you know so one day she i don't know if she escaped (laughs) outside or she i don't i don't really know the details but she ended up at the bank of england to ask about her brother so she went in and she's like what is uh do you know philip like where's my brother and this clerk who was working there didn't realize that it was um that she didn't know and he was like oh you are you joking like he oh my God. he was executed oh and poor He's sarah like, there was already a funeral i don't even know i don't even oh. know if there was a funeral oh, yeah. do, do they get funerals if, they're hanged? if you're executed i don't think so oh, no. i think so. it's i think it's <laughs> oh, one and done no. one and done <laughs> you're right he was executed oh man so sarah very shocked to the point where she basically lost her mind, understandably, because not only is her brother dead, she, you know, she found out that he wasn't exactly a good person and people were hiding this from her, um, which, you know, I'm sure they meant well, but to her it was almost betrayal. Yeah. So she she lost her dang mind. The whitehead lost the whitehead. And she ended up going to the bank every single day asking for her brother in the belief that he still worked there. Oh, poor honey. I know. I know. So she, the city merchants and the bank employees, you know, they felt really bad for her. And, you know, she'd show up at the bank and they would still, you know, offer her assistance. Um, And the director and the 
the directors of the Bank of England made sure that when she came to the bank, she was given money, basically for her misfortune. And I think they just felt so bad for her. So she eventually assumed that this was out of guilt rather than pity. And she became convinced that the bank directors were keeping an immense fortune from her. (sighs) So then she would show up and start throwing insults and swearing at them. Damn, girl. So wait, they were giving her money every time she showed up to the (laughs) bank? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try that. So nice if that was out of just like pity. I know. Right? Like how much? A dollar? Hey, we take what we can get. It adds up. It's fine, but I just, that's so nice. I guess, yeah. So here's where it came to an end, in a way. Later on that year, 1818, the directors were like, all right, we're we're sick of this abuse, these verbal insults. Why don't we give her like a large sum of money? So they gave her a financial grant on the condition... <laughs> on Did the condition they, her money? they gave her money <laughs> to keep her from showing up they were like listen take this money they like picture a one dollar bill on the counter and then put your one finger on it and then slide it slowly across the table mm-hmm. that's what they were doing they're like hey you can Here's have this the thing i think having this woman show up and berate them every day is like bad for business mm-hmm. so they're like how do we get her out of here? What do we have? Money. Pay Let's pay her, her off. Get a security yeah. card. <laughs> uh, right? I don't yeah. I don't know. Things were different back in the 1800s. Like they probably owed her money, you know? They, they might have also. <laughs> yeah, right? We don't we don't really know the details. We know. just know that they were like, "All right. All right, B, like get out of here. Take all this money." Which worked. Mm-hmm. So something that is I mean, you could say it was it's either funny or amusing or sad, but every time she would come to the bank, she would be wearing black clothing and a veil, which was, of course, a sign of mourning. To me, I think she was kind of like being a little extra in order to get her way. I don't know. Do you think she was completely crazy or do you think she was kind of like <sighs> ploying around at this point? You know what? I have no idea. I, you All know, of this is so fishy to me. There's... Yeah. There's so much to consider here. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past her. Like, I feel like if... Like, the dude committed forgery, you executed him, but now you're paying off his sister. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. What? It's like banks Banks don't just give away free money. Like, I, that's not how that works. And it feels like, yeah, maybe they actually, like, did have some of his money or, mm-hmm. like, some family money that actually was owed to them. I don't know. I just can't see a bank being like, yes, ma'am, shut up. Here's the money. (laughs) It just doesn't. It's not like their money to be giving. It's like whose money were they giving, you know, because at the end of the day, the money is not that of the banks. It's of the people. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, So who's money? Yeah. I'm saying, guys, you get it now. Yeah. That's where it's it's fishy. There's there's so many layers here. There are. It's because her last name was Whitehead. And mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? Change that. Yeah. And that, well, yeah. And then she was known as the bank nun. Yeah. That was her nickname after she was showing up in, in black all the time. The bank nun. Right. Just kind of a cool screen name. 
<laughs> Bring it. back AIM, please, like just for one. that. <laughs> so, according to mysteriousbritain.co.uk, upon Sarah's death, she was buried behind the bank in the courtyard, which is odd. She must have requested this because this, that was not a common thing. There was only one other person buried there, and he was like a prominent figure. So, what? again, unsure how she got these connections to the bank once again. Maybe it was, you know, one of her dying wishes to be buried at the bank, or maybe she was planning on haunting it forever. So she's like, yo, bury me here so I can haunt this place forever, you know? This I could also see so that. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was buried behind the bank in the courtyard of a now demolished church, which is now covered by this like enclosed courtyard for the bank. And the church, which dated back to 1282. Damn. St. Wow. Christopher Lestock's church. Um, it had been altered many times and rebuilt after being destroyed in the uh, 1666 Great Fire of London. Loving mm. that triple six in that year. <laughs> <laughs> they were damned. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there was mm-hmm. no escaping the fire that year. Right. Uh, the church was demolished when the bank was extended in 1781, and the remains of those buried in the churchyard were relocated to Nunhead Cemetery uh, between 1867 and 1933. So I'm, I guess Sarah's body is now in the Nunhead Cemetery. However, her Nunhead. ghost, her ghost to this day, has been seen walking in the enclosed garden courtyard where she was initially buried. Uh, she's also said to haunt the Bank Underground Station, so one of the stations, and also has been seen walking along Threadneedle Street, right near uh, Bank Underground Station, asking onlookers, have you seen my brother? And she's still dressed in all black with the black oh. veil. Poor Sarah. Poor Sarah. What a story, though. My word. Oh, wow. So there's one haunted bank for you. Wow. I've got a haunted one for you. Before I dive in, though, please excuse my voice. She is a new lady. She cannot hear out of her left ear. Her right ear is only slightly working. Uh, You guys, I won't bore you with the details, but I've been not well. Uh, But I will say one thing. Yes, as I say, one thing that has been helping me through because food has not been fun. Liquids have been my friend. And one of my biggest friends is that of our friend, Bright Witch, Bright Witch Brews. Those teas, honey. We love her. We oh love her. So good. Sarah makes truly the most delightful teas. I know we've talked about them before, but they have a blend for every tea lover. I obsessed over the ritual at dusk last time, and that one has mm-hmm. been like really helping for my nighttime stuff. But honestly, My new favorite is the Fairy Garden. It is a green tea blend. It's got strawberry and papaya flavors. That sounds delicious. When I speak about this tea, my mouth waters. The smell is (laughs) otherworldly. I was out of town last week or the week before. Gosh, what is time anymore? And I I was with a group of people and we were talking about tea. And I was like telling them about this specific tea. And... My mouth was literally watering <laughs> thinking about it. It's it's so good. 
And I love it with sparkly. some honey. It's I know that the edible um, sparkle dust that's in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had so the wild magical. harvest the other day, the one with the the lemongrass and the hibiscus Ooh. and some honey. Chef's kiss. Uh, I love hibiscus. Oh my gosh, my fave is the blue moon, y'all. Ooh, elderberry, blue. blueberry, raisin, and apple. Ooh, like apple. Like you, you, you know, raisin and apple. Are you <sighs> kidding me? I love. I also love elderberry. I couldn't try that one because it's got blueberry in it. Oh, but damn, apple sounds. Blueberry is my oh. fave right now for some reason. I'm eating a lot. Ooh, so much respect. That blue well, moon. Gotta go get it, you guys. Oh, there's so <laughs> many good ones. You can also order a sampler where you get, I think, all of them, or you can just try like whichever ones you prefer in smaller sizes. They're all vegan friendly, which is awesome. Um, our listeners get a 10% discount off their order using code ghouls10 at checkout. And they currently ship to Canada, the US, and now Australia, which is awesome. I know we have some Australian listeners who are going to be really excited about that. But yeah, code ghouls10 at checkout. You can find them at brightwitch.com or you can feast your eyes on these gorgeous blends of tea at Bright Witch Brews on Instagram. That's at Bright Witch Brews. So check them out. Feed your soul with this tea. It's so good. Oh, all right, baby. Now with my new voice. Is it it a little saucy? I think it sounds fabulous. Okay, good. Well, (laughs) uh, we are staying our little butts here in the great state of Texas where Emily and I are right now. Right into Old Town Spring to the Spring State Bank. So Old Town Spring, it's located just north of Houston, and it's home to this old bank building that people claim is haunted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Better yet, though, is that Old Town Spring has been called, quote, the ghost capital of Texas. So it sounds like I've got to make a trip there soon. Who knew? I had no idea. And then I found so many, so many articles about how spring is haunted. So very excited. But there's this little brick building at 115 Midway in Springtown, Old Spring, Old Town Spring, goodness gracious, um, that was once home to the Spring State Bank up until the 1930s. It has been a bunch of different little specialty shops since today. It's a hardware store. So if you need to, you know, get your stuff to fix up your your home or whatever have you. Get your hardware. Yeah, get your hardware. Mm. Get your wares hard. Uh, You go there. (laughs) But back in the day, it was a bank. And it was the site of at least two robberies that involved gunfire. So the first known robbery occurred on May 24th, 1932. These two men pull up. um, They pull out guns on the 16-year-old employee, Mavis Sibley. And teller Homer D. Brown, who used to be a bookkeeper there, they rounded up more than $7,000 between the vault and the cashier's counter before driving away. Imagine being a poor little 16-year-old working there and having guns pulled on you. So Margaret Mallett Smith wrote this book called Spring Through the Seasons, which, you know, gotta check it out. But she says that, quote, Mr. Brown chased the robbers out of the bank, shooting at them as they went. But I don't think he got the money back from what I can tell in the story. 
In one account, the robbers went to what's now I-45, met their accomplices, who were two women, and took off from there. Mm. Mm. The crime actually occurred in the time of Bonnie and Clyde, and several eyewitnesses claim to have seen the duo then. So, interesting. Were Bonnie and Clyde somehow attached to this? I no hope one so. Knows. Yeah. One man said that he was tipped $5 for helping the couple get their car unstuck from a sandbar at the nearby Spring Creek. Another woman claimed to have given directions to the couple who lost their way out of the spring area. So there are a couple different people who say they saw them that day, but it it could be speculation. So um, Miss Smith, who wrote the book, goes on to say, So the story grew and grew. I really don't think that Bonnie and Clyde were here. They were somewhere in Louisiana or someplace else. But I'm going to choose to believe that Bonnie and Clyde were maybe there that day Mm because that sounds tight to me. Me too. So Mr. Brown, the bank teller, had another chance to prove his heroism in a robbery less than a year later on January 6th of 1933. This guy really, I mean, he could not catch a break. So these attempted robbers draw their guns on him. Brown pulls out his own pistol from under the register. The two sides exchanged gunfire, which left holes in the building's facade that you can actually still see today. Um, It said that the robbers then jumped in their car, which was a maroon sedan, and fled. Mr. Brown jumped on the fender of another car and chased the bandits out of town. Wow. He was not playing any games. (laughs) He wasn't able to capture them, but his bravery was rewarded when he was granted a special deputy sheriff's commission by Harris County Sheriff T.A. Benford, which basically gave Brown the same authority as a deputy, and they paid him a dollar a year. Nice. So pretty fancy stuff. It's going to do great. (laughs) Hey, you know what? An extra dollar in the 30s, that's something. Um, The bank didn't stay in spring for much longer, though. That string of robberies had people shook. Um, A lot of small banks struggled during the Great Depression anyway. And uh, Franklin Roosevelt, the old prez, actually closed a lot of them during that time. So Spring State Bank merged into the Guarantee Bond State Bank in Tomball in 1934. She was kaput. Excuse me. The voice is going. So like I said, the bullet holes are still there and there's an old bank vault that remains in the building. Um, But today, the specialty shops I have mentioned have been there. They come and they go quickly. So it's believed that the old vault that's still part of the building is actually the source of these apparitions that people have seen. And at least one ghostly figure may be trapped inside the building looking for the cash deposits that he left a long time ago. That's possible. I'd return for my money too, personally. But maybe that's just me. I mean, that's a traumatic event that could keep a soul attached to it. Truly. So descriptions of this alleged ghost seem to match a similar figure, but he has been known to manifest in several different ways. 
But according to one eyewitness, it looks as if he's wearing a brown 1930s style hat. Um, They were also able to see the outline of his shoulders, broad shoulders. He had a tall white collar and a brown suit jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But he has been seen by multiple people and most of them note the brown suit. So I don't know who this gentleman is, but he's looking for his dollar dollar bills, y'all. He's out here looking for his money, honey. You better get it back. All right. Well, I'll finish this off here. And we're going over to Canada. Weren't we just in Ooh. Canada? Or we were, were in England. Oh, we were in England. Ugh, you know, I can't remember five seconds from, from now, you know? My bad. The old bank of Montreal, you guys. This one's haunted. It's now the new Hockey Hall of Fame, but back in 1885, it was the head office of the Bank of Toronto. And it was the it was that bank up until 1982. So a long time, over a hundred years. Do you believe it? Yep. But when it closed, it opened house to the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is still cool for our hockey dudes out there. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a long time and seen a lot of people, but one in particular stuck around and haunts the halls to this day. And she's even scared enough patrons that they had to open a whole other woman's bathroom. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about (laughs) it. It's crazy. So the story goes that there was this young, beautiful brunette, and she committed suicide in the bank after her Uh. lover, who was the supposed bank manager, ended their affair. So this is the woman who haunts the bank. That's what everybody's always said. Her name was apparently Dorothy, and she was a teller at the bank. The story goes that on the day she had a falling out with her lover, she headed upstairs and she took the bank pistol that apparently was kept in a drawer for the tellers, she took it upstairs and she shot herself. Oof. Very sad, sad ending. But for years, this story was just like a rumor that people would talk about. And they had no, you know, proof or nobody did their research, really. Mm. Um, and every time something spooky happened, they would just blame it on Dorothy. And spooky stuff happened like all the time. So this kind of made it seem like this might be true. You know, Dorothy might actually be here. This one woman, she was a Toronto musician named Joanna Jordan. She told the Toronto Star that she saw Dorothy one night at an event at the hall. Joanna was playing the harp like she does. And she looked up to the second floor and there she was, a beautiful young brunette in a very ghostly, you know, she just had this ghostly presence about her. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a mist. I don't know. Who knew? Dorothy was also known to make appearances regularly in the women's bathroom. And eventually employees got so scared that they, they refused to use it. And so the bank had to sh- shut down that bathroom and remodel a whole new one, which was crazy. Like women were so scared to go to the washroom. <laughs> oh my God. You know? 
so there was no doubt Dorothy was there, right? But again, her story was simply a rumor up until 2009 when this star finally shed light on the real ghost of the Bank of Montreal. In 1953, on March 11, a Miss Dorothea May Elliott, 19 years old, indeed shot herself in the bank. Oh. Yeah. Reports on the tragedy were like very brief, but the Toronto Telegram at the time did report that she was, she did seem to be despondent over a quote unquote love affair. And they had said her boyfriend had left her to take a job on the boats, whatever that means. Okay. And so Dorothy, that's a, it's a true story. Dorothy is probably still in the bank, y'all. Wow. But rumors were spread over the years, like nasty rumors, as people do, because people can be mean. But they had said Dorothy shot herself because she stole money from the bank. One story was that she shot herself because she was a member of the Irish Republic Army and she had robbed the bank. Another story was that she had the affair with the bank manager or a married man and he left her. But no, it was her boyfriend who wanted to take a job on the sea. Like the song Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. People love to be spreading rumors about these crazy ghosts though. It's awful. Get it straight. I'm glad that the star did its research and figured that out for us. But Dorothy is there and people see her all the time. Dorothy, girl. So go check out the Hockey Hall of Fame. And you'll see her there. And say hello to Dorothy. Dorothy so, May. <laughs> so is she still in the old bathroom, though, or she's well, just like about? Well, they took that apart, apparently. Okay. Because people refused to go there. Well, I'm wondering if she's, like, just hanging out there in the, like, empty one was <laughs> bathroom, though. Yeah, maybe, like, by the wall. Yeah. Speaking of haunted bathrooms, there's a haunted bathroom in Austin. It's oh. at the Liberty Bar on East 6th Street. Oh, geez, good and to know. And I've known about it for years, but I'm just like, everything's haunted to me, so I don't think about it, you know? But recently, my friend Whitney, um, she had come over, and she was like, girl, I saw someone in the bathroom tonight at Liberty in the women's restroom. And I was like, yeah. Did she walk into the last stall, and the door closed behind her, and then you looked under the stall, and there was no one there? What? She was like, Yep. And I was no like, way. I've seen her so many times. Oh, my gosh. Spooky. Yeah. Spooky. So any of you Austinites or people visiting Austin, Liberty Bar has a haunted ladies room. I personally have only ever seen her in the ladies room. Um, so I don't know if she hangs out in the men's room. I don't know if she hangs out in the bar because I've never seen her anywhere but hey, that. But you know, I heard a story from a friend recently about the tavern, the men's oh, bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like, I heard people I, get bad vibes watching in there. Me in there. Well, the tavern just in general has bad, bad vibes. Yeah, so no, you went, right? I did. Did anything? And I happen? talked to the bartenders and they were like, oh yeah, spooky stuff happens to us all the time. <sighs> Mm. I have been drinking, so God knows I can't remember the stories. But (laughs) I did go upstairs to see Emily's shoes, and I just felt like she's a size six. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, she was. Like, I'm a size six. Yeah, she was a little. I mean, she was like a. 
How old was she? I thought she I was young, remember. but she must have been a little older than we thought. Yeah. Or she had a big, big feet, you know? Yeah, well. Nothing wrong with that. No. What are you going to do? She's tall. I just she thought was she was younger. Yeah, I don't know why. I picture her being like 12-ish. Yeah. But I can't, I can't remember. Yes. Someone from the night owl, please correct us right now. Right. Because <laughs> I cannot remember. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thanks, y'all. Think about that the next time you're getting your money, doing whatever you do at the bank. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I don't. I, you know, I've been trying to, speaking of banks, I've been trying to call my bank to close an account and they won't call me back. Oh, I'm so I'm putting them wow. on blast. Well, maybe you should wow. haunt it. Yeah. I guess I have to. <laughs> I feel like I am haunting the girl that I was working with because I've called her so many times. She mm-hmm. even gave me her like personal phone number. Wow, wow. So, um, guess I'm not that spooky to her, but anyway. <laughs> well, that was fun. You guys send us your stories to the golden goals podcast at gmail.com. Um, next month we're going to announce where we're going on our big trip. We're so excited. Patrons already know they've been invited to some of the events. So if that's something that you think you're interested in, check out Patreon, search the golden ghouls on there and you can find us, um, if you can't go to any of the events, we will share videos and pic- pictures and things like that afterwards. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm super excited. Me Anything too. else? No. No? No. We good? I'm- oh, and use code SPOOKY10 at checkout for a little discount. There's lots of new merch, water bottles, hats, tanks, teas, baby stuff. So get the stuff. All right. We love to see it. We love to see it. Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh.